All right. It's good to see you all. You are beautiful. Uh, I brought these as gifts. There's a limited supply, so it's kind of uh, first come, first serve, and there's a few of them up here. But The most aggressive, thought-provoking, insulting, and caring question I've ever heard one man say to another man happened in a business meeting with several people around the table and the question staring directly in the other man's eyes he said what are you afraid of the the room got quiet the rest of us who were in the room were ready to climb underneath the conference room table because we knew could have asked us that question as well and that may be all you need to hear today. What are you afraid of? Somewhere in the Bible it says this, neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor height nor death nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ. It kind of, that section kind of answers everything you're afraid of you shouldn't be afraid of, is what that little section of scripture says, because of the love of Christ. Then, a little bit before that in scripture, it says that tribulation is the seed to appreciating the love of Christ that's in you. Tribulation is the seed that leads to appreciating the love of Christ that's in you. It says it this way, we know that tribulation leads to perseverance, and perseverance leads to proven character, and proven character leads to hope, and that hope does not disappoint because the love of Christ has been, past tense, poured out into your heart. And with that, let's just talk about what it looks like to operate a transporter like mine. I have... Um, Navigated many, many miles on the road. But this transporter of mine is intimidating. It is scary. It is um, it's larger than most. Um, but transporters, they come in all different colors and sizes and uh, styles. Uh, but can you imagine the engineering that went on to decide to design this transporter like like there was i don't know if it was a conference room where there was a committee going on maybe three were involved in this design process and they 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 were thinking man we want this thing to be uh, fearful and wonderfully designed and yet this thing is just going to be a temporary ride across the the planet and yet, at the same time, we want it to be a majestic ride, amazing transporter, right? Like, like you can just imagine the beauty that's out there when you get transported in something. And it's uh, good, and yet it's bad, too, because this transporter is a little bit mechanical. Like, the more that it moves on down the road, there's problems that arise with it they 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 start to rattle and 
hurt and squeak and things like that. And uh, that's just the nature of being in a transporter, you know? Like when you're in one of these things, there's difficulties that happen. Like I couldn't even have asked Ron five minutes before we got here to to put the songs he put in place because uh, he did a more incredible job than I could have thought about by the ideas that I have here. Like the songs were just talking exactly about operating a transporter like this. But, you know, one of the problems with transporters, like mine, and I'm not saying this uh, boastfully, mine isn't the only one around but because of all the different sizes of things, but mine gets used a lot. Like it, it, it has been road hard and put up wet is how they say. Like it has had difficulties all over the place. It's, it's, it's been in places that are hard to imagine. Um, even times where we probably could have lost our lives, like uh, with this transporter that I've been journeying in. But um, I've learned some secrets about it, and I just want to encourage you guys not to be afraid, if that's okay. And um, yet, when I look around, I see a lot of transporters that are just sitting around and idle, collecting dust. No judgment. Like, the engineers are okay. They, they don't lay awake at night worrying about the fact that they're collecting dust. But they designed them to go out there and live is what they designed these things for. It's crazy what they designed them for. Like, beyond I can imagine. I've seen, I've seen these things in places I couldn't even imagine. I've seen them doing things that I couldn't even fathom. But they're pretty cool. Actually, the manufacturer... Uh, said it's it's his will that you know how to operate one of these things. That is one of the w- things that he wills, that you know how to operate this transporter. More than anything else, he just wants you to operate this thing well. And uh, imagine you get put in this thing and nobody's trained you. Can you imagine being in a transporter that nobody's trained you for and how intimidating? It could be scary. You could be afraid. But at some point, Somebody's got to turn the key, press the gas, and go, right? You just got to go. And uh, that's how I began. I just took the transporter and just went. And I'm telling you, it was not pretty for a long time. Like, I invited somebody to be here that saw it during some of those ugly times. I don't see them in the room. But it was ugly, and it wasn't pretty. But it's okay. Like when you get in one of these transporters, you kind of, I think the first thing you got to think about is where am I going? Like that's kind of a big deal. Where am I going? Because there's some really cool places you can go. And thinking about that will help a lot with utilizing one of these transporters. And maybe how do I get there? Because. It's uh, uh, how you get there will look really kind of, it'll change the ride too, how you get there. Because, I mean, you, you don't have to have a massive transporter. It could be a small transporter. It could be an old transporter. It could be a new one. It could be a lot of different transporters, how you get there. And then maybe even as you're kind of thinking about uh, where am I going and how do I get there, you might even think about what's the point? Like, why am I going to, why am I going to travel in this thing? Because there probably is a point, right? And 
and I would encourage you, that's probably a worthwhile pursuit too. And uh, maybe even where do you find help along the way? Because, man, these transporters can go off the road from time to time. If you know what I mean, they can, they can get some really bad situations. And having some help on that rugged road uh, is a big deal. During my early years with my rig, I was clueless. I mean, it was so bad, I wouldn't even want to go into the details with you because uh, um, we're a mixed company. And so I, uh, I just pointed it in a direction and went. And I didn't really grasp that there might be a point to my journey. I just was going. And um, even in that, I left home with the intent maybe of returning home. Those early journeys were a bit selfish, and yet they seemed noble to me in my own cluelessness. Ironically, the drives of my younger years left my shoulders tense, like you could bounce racquetballs off these things, and resulted in me maybe enjoying myself a bit, but not really overly fulfilling. I don't know if any of you have experienced something like that, but that's how operating this rig at, uh, went on for a while. And then something dramatic happened, and I became better prepared for the ride of my life. And that dramatic thing was Jesus got on board. You guys skipped one, I think. Nope. Jesus. <laughs> Let me walk back here and see if they got Jesus real quick. Man, we just went off the road in a big way. The picture of Jesus... You have to look over here. It was right here. This was Jesus got on board right here. Maybe he deleted the picture. I'm so disappointed. I left Jesus out of the ride. <laughs> Man. The point of this whole conversation, I'll get to in a minute. Um was just emphasized unintentionally right there. So, so I intended Jesus' picture to be up here to tell you how the ride changed when I realized that there's really only one steering wheel in these, these uh, transporters, right? There's only, there is no such thing as a co-pilot. There's only one steering wheel. And what I discovered when Jesus got on board, it is much better to get out of the driver's seat and enjoy the ride. It's just true. Um, my, I didn't get to show you the picture, so I was going to say my Savior doesn't really look like what you might have expected on the road, but he uh, jumped on that rig with us, and uh, he came so my rides might be better. I don't know if anybody told you that, that that's why Jesus came, so the ride would be better for you. And he's really good at it. Um, 
that simple idea that Jesus will drive your rig may be worth attending to today, if you don't already know that, that you don't have to drive the rig. He will transport you where you need to go. In Christianese, what you might think about that, if there's only one driver's seat, you can drive by the Spirit, or you can jump in there and drive by the flesh. And I've operated these rigs a lot of miles, and mostly you won't know which is operating it, because I can act really good, and I can keep that thing between the lines a lot of the time. But the difference between letting him drive and me is probably experienced in the shoulders. I'm getting an echo up here. I don't know if... So, um, one of the things about this particular rig that you've been watching here, there is a dash on that thing, on the dash, and it's not only the dash, but there's even a sound system, and these things are called warning lights or warning sounds. And those warning lights and sounds can prepare you to appreciate the ride better. They may derail you for a moment, but they are there for a purpose that is a good thing. They might sound like this, and you know, if it was the world kind of thing, like there could be one that pops up for road rage or anger. You probably feel it kind of all over when that happens. And that's probably telling you don't have the right driver at that moment, right? Uh, drunkenness was one of those ideas that came up. Um, uh, really what that means is you just have been controlled by another spirit rather than the spirit. And that might give you an indicator somebody's sitting in the wrong seat at that moment. Man, when you're on the road, there are some sweet, sweet rigs out there. And you can envy those rigs or the stuff they've got around them. But that could probably give you an indicator that somebody else is uh, sitting in the seat that shouldn't be. And then the one that just really occurred to me recently was anxiety as one of those warning signals. That anxiety might just be something the engineers put inside the rig to let you know that maybe you're not thinking the best way. That maybe you've been distracted and you're obsessing on some thoughts that aren't really his thoughts. He installed those warning lights. The engineers installed warning lights in these things, all kinds of them. I can't even tell you how many warnings are in them. But he might have installed those in your, in your particular body to prepare you for greater things. And so when you think about the idea of properly operating a rig, um, there's things that you think about. Like you, when you get in that rig, part of the journey is the return home. You were crafted and created long before the rig ever showed up on the planet Earth. You were majestically thought of and made of in the mind of God. I don't even know when. Before you entered your transporter. And then one day, you get rid of that old transporter, and you're back home to the one that created you, which is an amazing, incredible idea. It's, uh, it's humbling. It can be difficult. Uh, but it's home. It's home. Um, the trail or the path that I've discovered is faith. 
the, the trail that I'm going on in the direction I'm going is faith. Uh, what I don't know is when I might return home. I don't know that time, right? Sometimes what might cause people to be afraid is how they return home. That could be brutal. You could end up on the tow truck. You could be a lot of things, and that could be intimidating. But he told us, don't be afraid. All of this is the prelude to what I want to talk to you about. Okay, <laughs> We are just starting this show. And... It, uh, uh, I, I don't know, show of hands, li- literally, like how many of you in the room have ever literally been punched in the gut? Okay, good. I like, I like our crowd today. I don't like that that happened. But what it does is it sucks the wind out of you, right? It, it does not feel well. And the point of what I want you to walk away today is to embrace that suck so that you can enjoy the ride of your life. This transporter that you're in is going to have the wind sucked out of you, but there's something really good in the midst of that. This picture was one of the first journeys that we went on in a rental transporter. And that whole trip, I was... Tight, just gripping the steering wheel as tight as I could be, my teeth, every part of me. And it was a rental, and I knew I was going to take this transporter in places that I wasn't supposed to. It's just true. And this particular thing, a monsoon came over the mountains and hit the rig so hard that I'm literally in there with my kids telling them, Oh, this is no big deal. This, they were little. This will be all right. Water is coming in the side of the rig. Like, there, it is a monsoon. Hail is hitting it. I thought I just bought this rig. And that's what it looked like after all of that broke loose. Okay, this is after it. So the next one, um, this is that same rental rig. And I have zero mechanical skills, okay? So some might say, that was a suck moment there when the hood is up because it doesn't really mean anything other than I was way outside of where I should be. I don't know what's next. Oh, this is when Jesus was rolling with us. There he is. (laughs) We were in Gatlinburg, Tennessee on our return trip home. Decided to spend the night in a hotel and... We got in the rig to leave the next morning, and this thing, there's a little vertical line right next to John there. It's called a slide-out. It was out, which means you can't drive with that out, and everything we tried left it out for hours, and we wanted to be home. And consequently, Uh, We discovered, John did, not me, because I have zero mechanical skills. There was a button. I don't know how big was it, John. Very small, like that just needed to be pushed, and that's all it took. (laughs) Next, we have, we were driving in Minnesota, and whatever bugs we killed, they literally covered the windshield where I thought we would die. Literally, it was dark, there were no gas stations, and I thought... 
I, I don't, we're running out of gas because Connie will tell you that's one of my favorite things is to not fill up the gas tank. So <laughs> that doesn't look bad. It was very stressful. It was not. It was one of those punches in the gut moments. And then next we were. I don't even. I can't even tell you what I did there. I. I and and please trust me when I show you these pictures. This is the tip of the iceberg. And the, 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 and I'm talking. This is nothing. These things I'm showing you are nothing compared to what I've done to this transporter right here, right? Like this transporter has been in much worse places than that one. But, but that, that probably is only a, I don't know, $1,000 worth of damage there. I don't know. I don't know what's next. Let's see. This, uh, part of having one of these transporters is somebody has to get rid of the refuge and in this moment, Jesus did it for me, it looks like. And I, I was very grateful. And, and it's not a pretty thing. when that. I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm talking about that whole process. And we are pretty sure on this particular picture that the mud pots in Yellowstone are simply what comes out of the RVs there. It looks really similar, and we're in Yellowstone there. The next one, I told Connie... I wouldn't take her on Beartooth Pass. I don't know if you're familiar with Beartooth Pass. So one day in my prayers, I said, Jesus, I told Connie I wouldn't drive her on Beartooth Pass. Would you drive me there? This is a true story, and he said yes. And he is more adventuresome than me because he decided to go on a one-lane road with uh, turnouts. I said, yeah. Uh, please drive carefully. Roads not suitable for trailers or RVs or tour buses. And Jesus was compelled to go up that road and came down it in reverse, which is all, it is all good. It is all good. And this young fellow here was kind of expressing the attitude of what probably Connie was looking at me thinking. And that's all fine and dandy. But just moments later, we realized that the deadbolt on this rig broke, and we were locked inside the RV. This picture, we were literally a mile from my house, and the person that was on this journey was going to put air in the tires, broke the stem, and we sat in this place for hours waiting to get the, um, the, the wheel ready to go on the road. Look how beautiful that is. I would recommend the Alaskan Canadian Highway to anybody that wants to take their rig someplace adventuresome. This was on this road, I believe it is a hundred miles between towns. And when I say a town, um, maybe a gas station, and, and that may not even be like a convenience store thing. It, it's it's 100 miles. So the, the worst situation is you're 50 miles from help in either situation. In this situation, it was only 10 miles from help, um, and we had a, a blowout. This is not the blowout. This was on our way into Alaska. I had just bought a $500 hubcap, and I hit something, and that went flying Somewhere that I didn't discover till miles later. This is not the original transporter, but this is a 500-mile dirt-slash-gravel road 
that few will adventure on because, um, well, the rental car we're in, I think it gave us two spare tires. They were made out of Kevlar, and um, it's kind of a dangerous road. It goes to the Arctic Ocean, and Jesus chose to change the flat for me instead of me having to change the flat tire, the blowout. He had his hood on because the, it, words cannot explain how bad the mosquitoes were. My children were running because we tried, to, we tried to let them stay in there, but it kept falling off the jack, so we made them get out of the car. And so all of, all of these situations are that big suck that happens when you get punched in the gut. They were not peaceful. I don't remember how many more I've got for you. This this one, that's not the, the rig we were on. This taken from the picture, from the rig we were on. But this particular day, we probably drove an entire day uh, through wildfires. Like the, the, the whole RV inside, just you just smell wildfire all day long. This one would have been a hot summer day, and the air conditioning decided to not work. And so that was how we journeyed that little... Cheesy little fan there only blew the 150-degree temperature around. <laughs> this was another one of those times. This time the jacks got stuck down in a park in Anchorage. And this was the shop that graciously helped us that specific day. We were probably back on the road within, I don't know, three or four hours. This is one... <laughs> The smirk on this person's face says it all. I can't, my eyes can't read, but it, it tells you how short. Is it a 30 foot, no, no rigs greater than 30 feet? And how much? 40. 40. Oh, yeah, we were, we were longer than that. So uh, it, it created a problem. This is the Bonneville Salt Flats. And for this particular situation, Jesus, Jesus wasn't driving. Somebody else not to be mentioned, was driving on this particular one. If you've never been to the Salt Flats, it's one of the most beautiful places. And in this particular one, the driver forgot to put the brake on. And I think everybody in that picture started running towards the rig as it was working as well. This is like a slurry kind of thing that it was getting ready to go into. It wasn't pretty. This one, um, Jesus taught me not to park after dark, but I decided to get in the driver's seat. This, for most of us, this is just a normal part of the journey, right? Our rigs have to wait on other people, and it can be really frustrating if you let it. This is another one where Jesus decided to, uh, again, this is much longer than 30 feet, and we, we decided to block the road to point out how obnoxious this journey can be in different rigs. Later in my journey, God taught me to embrace those things. And I don't do much social media. I don't do selfies. But I thought it might make sense to shift my mindset in the midst of the sucks. And if before I try to figure out what to do about it, I just take a selfie. It helps reset my mind. And this one, uh, what happened is my children said, Dad, this thing is making a noise, a loud noise. And when I looked in my rearview mirror and saw the wing that you see over my head there, that, that is not supposed to be out when you're going 55 miles an hour. <laughs> That's true. This one, we were somewhere in Canada, 
And I was going to help Connie because I try to do the laundry whenever we're on the rig. And I pulled too hard on the handle, and our clothes were in that little circle there. And I was trying to figure out how to get them out of there. That's what was going on there. This one, we were somewhere in Canada, Nova Scotia, and the electricity wasn't working, and people were trying to help me on the journey. Remember I said, people, I'll help you. That's, that was going on there. And I'm, a lot of these smiles may not be genuine, but that, that I understood how to embrace. This one, we had to drive it across some uh, challenging property to get there. But this one is more about the destination than, than, than the particular suck there. This one, the fellow that owned that house, this is one of our real kind of life sucks, okay? The fellow that owned that house, the doctors had told him just a few, told his dad a few years later that we can do nothing else. Uh, you need to unplug him. Uh, hold on back on that one. Um, and that was five or ten years before this picture was taken. The, the doctors were wrong. God healed him. And so there's a little bit of, to enjoy the, the, the ride of your life, sometimes you have to go through some of that. The next one might be the last one I put on here of us. Uh, this, this particular one, we were in the Buffalo, New York area. We, we were going to let Connie and Caleb sleep and... So I got up, got dressed, showered and dressed, and then John went to get showered and dressed. And I thought I would unhook the refuge tank. And, and there's this thing about an equal and opposite motion that happens. And so there's this trick. You, this is best done with two people. So you, you put the hose in that little white thing there. And then you have somebody put their foot on it. And then you go and you pull this thing out, and it creates this kind of motion. And since John was showering, I opted to do this alone. And so it's pull and run. That's the mo- You pull and run to get there in time to get your foot on it before all that motion happens. I got that done, but the coupler came off of the plastic thing, and this refuge was going like this. And sometimes you have to just embrace that sucking feeling that goes on inside of you so you might enjoy the ride of your life. This next one, I'm going to, oh, no. Man, I, I screwed up. I didn't, I didn't put the next one in there. there. This next one wasn't our particular suck. And a lot of those John wasn't involved with, so I'm not throwing them under the bus. There was an RV that these people really messed up so badly that uh, we actually had to take a second lap so I could get a picture of it, if that makes sense. But you don't get to share that today. Uh, this, this one, oh, maybe I'm not to it yet. Maybe you'll get to see it. Go back one. Go back. This one, we were an hour and a half from home. That's my daughter, Casey, and you can see the mechanics climbing under it trying to fix the alternator for us. We were only in this gas station parking lot, I think, for eight hours. The next one was, um, this was one of our most recent trips, and Jesus was taking the wheel on this one. And uh, if you look to the right of the young man there, um, it, it was a treacherous moment, but it was okay. We survived it. There's some 
fiberglass missing by the wheel there and a the door missing. And uh, What's really cool about this one is that fella sitting there. This fella was on one of our rides a decade before that. He walked up to this cliff, and you behind me can't see, but probably had, I would think, two inches of his toes over the edge. This fellow was, uh, I'm almost crying to tell you about it. This fellow was struggling with PTSD. My son was standing somewhere close on this stage behind him, and he was looking down while he was standing like this. I can do it on this stage. It's not intimidating. But it was 1,500 feet straight down a decade before this picture was taken. And he heard we were on the road again and flew out to get on this rig. And the joy and peace that he has, he knows Jesus today. And so that picture kind of shows you that to enjoy the ride of life, sometimes there are going to be some big sucks that happen. The next one was a little one that happened before that big one. This one, well, this isn't actually the one. This one, the night before this one was taken, we hit a little tree, and it just did a little damage to the rig. This one, we got down a one-lane road and had to back down, I don't know, what do you think, an eighth or a quarter of a mile? The next one, that's the one I was looking for. <laughs> this is the one John and I had to take an extra lap because it was newlyweds. They had matching shirts on. It was precious. We had driven hours, hours, and it was, there was nowhere to turn anything around. To the, to the left is almost a football field. Like you could have done circles on the asphalt. Somehow they backed this rig into this ditch. And um, we had compassion for them. At the same time, we needed a remembrance of just embracing the suck. They probably didn't embrace it like we did, but we enjoyed that one. But here is the punchline. Why all that would happen? Here is, are we out of picture? Oh, I just gave you guys the suck. I didn't get I am so sorry. I sent the wrong file, I guess. We should have tested this. We have seen such beautiful places. We have seen such beautiful people. We have learned to communicate to one another. We have gone places that no human should go. And probably it's better I don't have the pictures because you might envy my rig. And, and it's not about that. What it's all about is that life is going to have moments of suck. It's just going to happen. And they hurt so bad, I cannot tell you how badly they hurt. For our family, just in the last two or three years, we had a cancer diagnosis. We had a tumor. We've had all kinds of stuff that just is not pleasant. But when Jesus is at the will, you can endure it much better than when you're trying to take the will. Father, thank you for the journey of life. Thank you that you've given us each a transporter for which we might learn to better operate because we know that is your will, that we would learn to operate this vessel in a way that is joyous, Lord. And I don't know what punches in the guts people in the room have going on right now, Lord, but I do know what it feels like. I do know that you will take the will and you will drive us through the midst of some of the most treacherous points in our lives, Lord. I pray you would give everybody in the room the courage to trust you right now with those things. In Jesus' name, amen.